0: Teach us a little bit about cancer in the colon after all these years, Dr. Sokol.
1: Well, a lot of it is genetic, but much of it is uh, believed to be related to dietary lack of fiber in the diet. (laughs) And polyps are the precursors of cancer. Little growths that start out as little flat um, elevations in, in the lining of the colon. These are usually what's called adenomatous polyps and Mm. over time these polyps can grow and then there are mitoses or changes in them that create uh, the adenoma turning into a carcinoma Mm. so if you find polyps at early stages whether they be flat meaning sessile or pedunculated and remove them through colonoscopes you can prevent cancer Mm. some people are predestined to it because of genetics and family history but again surveillance colonoscopy is very important and that uh when starting it used to be at 50 now we start men and women at 45 even without any family history to do a colonoscopy to survey them and if polyps are found then we do more frequent colonoscopies over their lifetime but it can be uh a very life-saving thing to do in- intervention early And even if a patient does have a cancer, if it's an early cancer, and it has spread to local lymph nodes, chemotherapy after the surgery often is curative. The the Clapper vision for
0: people to really understand is the 405 freeway is your colon. If the traffic backs up on the 405 freeway, and you decide to get off on a parallel surface street like Sepulveda, as soon as you get off if there's a red light that's a hemorrhoid and there's another red light that's another hemorrhoid cancer is you getting off the freeway on a surface street because you've got to get to the van nuys airport the van nuys airport is the liver so that cell that automobile that cancer cell got off the freeway you got to get off the freeway to get to the van nuys airport but that's why the liver ultimately is the source of where these cancers seem to deposit because that's the flow of the blood supply to the colon.
1: Does that make any sense? It's the uh, flow of the blood supply from the colon to the liver at times that goes through both a bloodstream and through lymphatics to the lymph nodes around it. Mm
0: -hmm. Now there's two different kinds of hemorrhoids,
1: those that hurt and those that don't hurt. Teach us before before I let you go about hemorrhoids. So hemorrhoids are vascular cushions that we all have in our anal canal and they help to make a seal. The classic pattern is a right anterior, a right posterior, and one in the middle, left lateral. If you think about your three fingers, your thumb, your index finger, and the middle finger kind of touching together, that's when the hemorrhoids are closed in the anal canal and help to make a seal. (laughs) The seal is... Aided by your sphincter muscles. And when you have a bowel movement, they are supposed to separate to let the stool pass. Mm. O- over time, if people um, have a predisposition, maybe family history to it, or if they're constipated or they love to sit on the toilet reading the newspaper, if they start delaying their urge to go, I don't want to go in public, I want to wait until I get home. Pressure builds up in the rectum, and the hemorrhoids tend to enlarge and engorge. Hmm. Much of the hemorrhoids that we see in the office when a person is referred because they're having some bleeding, these are what's called second-degree hemorrhoids, and hemorrhoids are rated first-degree, which is normal inside the anal canal. Second-degree hemorrhoids are enlarged. Sometimes the second degrees can protrude a bit. If a hemorrhoid protrudes and one has to push it back in, that's a third-degree hemorrhoid, and a fourth-degree hemorrhoid is a bad one because that they all are prolapsing. Mm-hmm. So in the office, when we evaluate them, a person having bleeding, if they have some mild irritation of it, we could treat it with subs- suppositories, dietary changes. If the hemorrhoids are getting bigger, we often use what's called injection sclerotherapy, because putting a needle in the hemorrhoid that's in the inside that is not lined by skin nerve endings uh doesn't feel that and it creates a shrinkage of these engorged blood vessels mm-hmm. if the hemorrhoid is bigger we often can use uh sometimes what's called IRC infrared coagulation or then rubber banding if mm-hmm. you have to go to a surgery there are newer ways of doing surgery that is not the traditional cutting out the old hemorrhoids and having to put stitches, which is often a very uncomfortable recovery. We sometimes can uh, treat it with what's called a THD procedure. It's a special device that under anesthesia we put in. We could listen with what's called the Doppler to the feeding blood vessel, and we could ligate that right through the uh, device and then we sew the hemorrhoids inside without cutting them out to resuspend them.
0: So you use the Doppler,
1: which is really hearing the artery.
0: You're listening for the artery that feeds the engorged vein with the Doppler, not using the Doppler because you really can't hear a vein. Correct. Usually Got not. It. Got it. Interesting. Yeah. You're the greatest, Tom Sokol. I, I really I cherish our friendship and your expertise, and I can go to anybody I want, but I choose to go to you because you're the best in the business. I want to thank you so much for waking up early to be with us, and for people to really see the beautiful personality you have. It's a stressful diagnosis anytime you talk about the colon, and you make it a happy place for all of us.
1: Thank you, You just like my butt humor all over my
0: walls. (laughs) Tom, have a great day. God bless you. And thanks so much for being there for all of us. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Robbie. Okay. That's the great Tom Sokol. It's, It's a pleasure to be at Cedars for 31 years because I get to meet people like that. The best in the business and with such a warm and beautiful bedside manner and personality. You need a colonoscopy. That's who I go to. All right, coming up next, I want to talk a little bit about what can happen to a shoulder, particularly a structure called the labrum, when you're 50 and when you're 20, and how this week I treated a labral tear in a 20-year-old differently than in a 50-year-old. Why did I do that? I'll explain. Coming up next, the number is 877-710-ESPN. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warriors show here on 710 ESPN.